Hi, welcome to the podcast, Get It Right. I want to introduce myself. I am Dante Comparini, an expert on interviews and also expert in 1984 of George Orwell. Get It Right, it's a podcast about USA conflicts throughout history. There have been many, but in this episode, we will compare them with certain situations presented in the novel 1984. In this episode, we have two very special guests. The first one is Maria Renata Carolina del Sagrado Corazón de Jesús Mosó, who is an expert on USA history and graduated from Columbia University of Chicago. Throughout her career, she has dedicated her life to study how US history affects literature in different ways. One of them is 1984. Our other guest is Martina Gonzalez Pereira Duana, who is an expert on USA natives. She graduated from Northwestern University and she had been part of a lot of experiences that involved living around native cultures for a while. This had given, has given her a lot of experiences that allows her to compare the native situations with certain things that happen in the novel. First, so you can understand what we are talking about, 1984 it's a novel that tells the story of Oceania, that it's actually England, a country that has been taken by a government called English Social Socialism, or INSOC, in their language newspeak. This government is controlled by a character called Big Brother, who organized the population, population in a hierarchy divided in three levels. The first one are the pros, that are the ma majority of the population. They are treated like animals and have no right or benefits. The second one are the party members. They work in the ministries and they have enough to survive. And the third one, third one is the inner party members. They are the upper class and they have a lot of benefits. Big Brother also has th had three phrases that are used to control what people think. War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. Oceania is constantly in war with Eurasia, another country. Now, moving to the next section, our expert will compare different situations that take place in the novel 1984 with things that happen or are happening right now in US United States. Let's go with our first expert. Thank you, Dante, for that presentation. So, in the novel 1984, one of the slogans is War is Peace. And this can be proven by the fact that Oceania is constantly involved in wars with Eurasia and East Asia, because they say that by being in constant war, they have constant peace. So, the US is always involved in wars with countries like Pakistan and Afghanistan, And when they are not fighting, they are helping one of the participants. So they are involved anyways. According to an article in the Huffington Post and a study made by Kevin Gostola, the United States war count is 74 and still growing. And also from the Congressman Ron Paul's point of view, USA creates these conflicts so they can make them seem necessary. And conveniently, this all happens when they are having big problems as a nation. So winning the war becomes the main focus of attention instead of solving the real problems. And something similar happens in 1984 when the party creates conflicts that doesn't exist so the party members support the government. It's also their way to avoid communication between Oceania and other countries. 
and specifically to make them focus on in winning the war instead of, of the real problems that Oceania has. And in that way, the party doesn't have the risk of people planning a rebellion to solve the real problems they're having as, an, as a town and as a society. Thank you very much, Renata. That was very interesting. And Martina, do you have anything to add? Well, I agree with you, Renata. I think the wars that have happened between them and now in the United States have been really unnecessary. They've been involved in wars they shouldn't have been and they weren't like needed in. But at the same time, I've, I think that if they're doing that, they could be involved in another wars like in the present. For example, I think it would be a great idea if they, if they go to Venezuela and they take Maduro out of the government and, I don't know, maybe kill him, right? So that way, Venezuela can be a free country and we can all be happy. So why are they going to Afghanistan instead of going to Venezuela, right? Whoa, Martina, calm down. We don't want to see anyone dead here. I agree with you that United States could help Venezuela, but I don't think killing Maduro is the problem it's how to solve the problem so I think they could have other ways to help and they could be better well maybe I got a little drastic there but still it was my point of view well what an intense debate now Martina will give us a little information for her topic thank you Dante Okay, so the topic I'm going to do is to compare the situation the Proles live in in 1984 with the situation the American natives lived in when the British went to America to conquest them. Alright, so in 1984 we can see how there's three, there's basically three groups of people. There are the inner party members that are like the, the richest Then are the party members that are part of the party, but they are not as rich as the inner party members. And then there are the proles. And proles are basically treated like animals in the book. So we can compare that to how the American natives were treated in that time when the British came to America. Because in the first place, the British didn't know much about how to survive there. It was a very precarious space and they didn't know how to keep warm or how to live based on natural resources and all of that stuff were was learned by the British because the American natives taught them how to do that. On the other side, we can see how American people were, like the American natives, were taking a lot of ground that were theirs and the British took it as theirs. And now in the present, still the Native Americans that are left, they can't get their land back because the United States won't allow them to. This topic is being really discussed lately. Actually, in April, The Guardian um, made an article about how the government should cede territory back to Native Americans because it's really unfair how it was taken from them in the conquest that was a really long time ago and how they can take it back. Like Native Americans don't really feel like American citizens and America is not giving them the, their territory back that was from them at first. 
and this situation is very very similar to what happens to the proles but they are not taking away their territory they are taking away their rights and they are actually not treated like humans so they don't have human rights they don't have a laws that allow them to be safe like the inner party members even if the laws the party members have are a little bizarre and are a little weird and they are not as clear as they should be the pearls have no rights they have no laws they have no like human condition with the government that allows them to live properly and we could compare that to what is happening with american natives so yeah that's the bigger similarity they have Also, one thing I forgot to say before is that after the Americans taught the British how to survive in their space, they came back 17 years later and they killed a lot, a lot of Native Americans. So that's also an injustice that we could see in 1984. Uh, thank you very much, Martina. Uh, Renata, do you have anything to add? Yes, I would like to add that I think... The American conquest is a forgotten war for U.S. citizens because they don't think about that now and they don't think about the rights that have been taken away from the U.S. natives. And I think in the novel 1984, the same thing happens. The inner party members and the party members don't remember that pros don't have rights or laws, like Martina said. And... So they forget how bad their situation is because they just think about them, just like U.S. citizens that doesn't think about the U.S. native situation. Now we are moving to the next section uh, of this podcast where we are going to discuss things that happened in 1984 that are likely to ha happen in our real life. All right, so in my opinion, the thing that's mo most likely to happen, that happens in 1984, is how the, the government controls a lot of stuff, like the food rations, or the work you work in, or that kind of stuff. All right, so as we can see in the novel, a lot of party members don't choose why they work. There are many ministries, and they work on them. There's a ministry of truth, the ministry of... Peace, the Ministry of Love, and they work on those ministries, but they are obligated to. They don't really like their job sometimes, and they don't decide to work in them. So the rhythm we're going right now, it's like, lately there's a lot of people that don't get enough food. They are not capable of buying it, or... And... That, uh, that produces a lot of hunger against, like, in the people. There's a lot of poverty, and in that poverty, people can't eat. So it's really likely to happen that the government takes action in this and decides to give food to the people that can't afford it so that they have a better condition. I agree with that, and I also think there are lots of political parties that think the government should control that type of stuff. So if those political parties get to the government, they could take measurements and that could take that as a way of, of controlling the economy and that kind of stuff that are controlled by the government. 
Wow, that was a very interesting topic. Do you have any more to discuss? Something, thumbs. Actually, yes. I think there's a big risk of losing social mobility between classes. And in 1984, there's a difference between the pearls, the party members, and the inner party members. And you don't get to change from the for example, the party members to the inner party members, that's from the, your family. So I think there's a big risk in our society that that could happen. Yeah, I mean, not only in America, but in other countries, there's a lot of segregation between like social classes. Usually you can go up or down, but it's really hard because like given your conditions and how you live and the education you get, it's really hard to change your social class it's not impossible but it's really weird and i think there's going to be one point when the government is going to establish who is in which and we're not going to be able to change those social classes which i think is totally wrong but it's likely to happen it's like plato says the state should be like three different classes with no mobility between them yeah, the difference is Plato says that because of the level of education you get. And here I don't think it's going to be based on education. I think there's going to be a different kind of system. Like it's going to be more arbitrary and not based on your education, but what the government thinks you're, you belong to. I totally agree with that. Now we will ask a series of questions to our guest. First question. Is there anything in this book that you think we could apply? I don't think I would add something about the government itself. I think I would apply the spirit that Winston and Julia had to my life. I think how they stood up for the party, like for the government, was admirable. Because even though they knew they couldn't make a revolution just being the two of them, they still had the spirit to do it. Winston still wrote stuff in his diary, Julia still wanted to have relationships with him, and even though they knew they wouldn't do a big rebellion, they stood up for what they thought, and it was really, really admirable, and I would like to take that and put it on my life. I agree with you, Martina. I don't think there's anything about the government or the system by itself that could be applied for our times, and or any time really, and, but I think the spirit of Julian Winston is really important and people should have that, Me think about the system and criticize it, so I agree with you. Alright, now we go to the, sec to the other question. Why is it necessary to have the liberty to choose? So I think you should have the liberty to choose your job because you should be able to do what you like and if you're doing something you like to do it's probably you will do a good job at it so it's really important that you can choose things like your job or that kind of stuff and also because the government shouldn't choose or pick what the people do in that kind of aspects. I think they should care about getting people a good situation and living in good conditions, but not 
um, give them a certain job they have to do, or if they don't do it, like in the book, they are thought criminals. So I think it's important because if you lose liberty and that kind of stuff, the government is a totalitarianism, and that obviously isn't good. I agree with what Renata said. I think liberty is one of the most important principles a person can have. And if you don't have the freedom to choose where you work or what party do you want to be supporting or where to live or who to live with or who to marry, um, I think you lose a little bit of your humanity. And I don't think that's supposed to happen because... We should all be able to feel free and to feel comfortable with our decisions. Well, to end this podcast, we will first thanks to our guests Martina and Renata for being here. And to do a final summary, we could say that we discussed about 1984, an utopic book that talked about how the government controls people. And now knowing what we like and what we don't like about this government, we should apply these concepts to our life and see what we could do better and what we could erase from our government. And well, to end this podcast, I will ask you a final question. If you had to choose something that was written in the novel 1984, what would you choose? Thank you very much.